My name is Sudhanshu and welcome to the Swadeshi Videshi podcast where we try to find out more about India and explore more about Indians through an insider and outsider's perspective. This episode is pretty special because today is January 12th, 2020. That means that today is National Youth Day. So some brief background about National Youth Day. Uh, It's modeled after the International Youth Day, which is a UN-sponsored holiday that was created in the late 1980s during the Year of the Youth in which the UN wants to promote young people it wants to highlight young people and it wants to give them space and access so all un and un affiliates celebrate august 12th as international youth day once that was established a lot of un member countries started uh celebrating their own national youth days there are about 80 to 90 countries and out of one of them is india which celebrates its own national youth day but it's one of the very few that couples it up with another holiday. See, January 12th is also the birth anniversary of Swami Vivekananda. And for those of you who don't know, Swami Vivekananda's uh, legend goes farther than than what I can explain, but I'll be brief. Um, He was a Hindu seer who in the early or late, no, 1893s, um, traveled to Chicago at the World Fair and delivered a sermon on Hinduism, and which was received Um, at the time with applauses and standing ovations. That's the legend and that's what's made him famous in a household name. So anyways, the government of India thinks that Swami Vivekananda is what an Indian youth should embody and should hope to be. So that's why they celebrate and couple it up. Instead of trying to create mediums of conversations uh, among different variety stakeholders like other countries do on their National Youth Day, India happens to celebrate it a bit differently. So I have a question. How does India celebrate National Youth Day? Do we try to understand why there is a uh, political, economic, and social gulf between us and those in power, meaning the government? Do we try to encourage those that are young to participate more politically? Do we try to fix issues that continue to ensure that young people are unprepared in a constantly changing world? Of course not. See, if the government had its way, then we would simply celebrate young people's ability to perform. Someone indoctrinating them with quotes and sermons from Swami Vivekananda himself. While we subtly ignored the systemic problems that young people face on a daily basis. See, they would oppose a day in which we could see an outreach like you see, again, in many other countries, even if it's symbolic, from the government to listen and help solve the issues that a variety of youth stakeholders bring up. The sad part is, is that until now, the government has had its way. 
On the 12th of January, while there is an uproar among students and young people causing them to protest and be on the streets uh, against the violence, the government will be organizing the 23rd National Youth Festival in our very own Lucknow, Uttar Pradesh. To celebrate the day by holding competitions on a variety of cultural dances, music, sports, uh, there's even a karate competition that you can take part in. Now, this National Youth Festival happens to be the primary event that the Department of Youth Affairs conducts as part of the Ministry of Youth Affairs and Sports each year. So who's the mascot for the festival? Our very own birthday boy, Swami Vivekananda. And for those who want to make an issue with it, Swami Vivekananda G. Just like every single year they have. See, I want to ask those people who idealize and look up to Swami Vivekananda G. Do you really understand his sermons? And I, and I genuinely am curious, do you? Because I've tried to look at his writings. I've tried to decipher his writings. I've tried to listen to his speeches. And I don't understand as someone who has studied academically and practically worked on youth rights, I just don't see what the fuss is about. Anyways, mascot for this festival, as always, and this entire holiday is Swami Vivekanandaji. Now, the torchbearers for this festival are our very own prime minister at the youthful age of 69, the central minister at the sprightly 48, the UP governor at the age of 78, and the CM of Uttar Pradesh at the age of 47. Now, what's even more laughable about this is that this festival is uh, this year. So they have different somewhat themes that they uh, shape the festival. But, but this year's festival is based on the theme of Bandhu. So a Bandhu is, is a Sanskrit word that means kinship or relation that can be traced back to respect. And... <laughs> They're celebrating this theme's uh, this theme in this festival at a time when the government has shown constant disregard towards young people's discontent. See, in the name of promoting India's youth, the government of India publicly celebrates young Indians, highlighting them in areas where it's politically convenient: sports, dance, and art. Whereas this could have been a day where the government could brainstorm about why on international metrics India's youth are, are lagging behind. Why we have one of the lowest youth development indexes, the highest youth suicide rates, and one of the highest youth unemployment rates. But if they were to discuss those, that would highlight their ever-growing list of shortcomings. Um, now, as soon as young people decide to politically express themselves, the government begins to delegitimize them and stifle their voices. The government has absolutely no intent of having a bandhu with young people. To them, it's a relation based on subordination and even need. As long as young people abide by what the government wants, all is well. If they don't, then there will be legal and physical ramifications against them. And sadly, that's what you've seen the past few weeks. Unless, unless, of course, the need is election season. That's where young people become an untapped resource. And I'm just not making this up. Let's go back 
See, in February of 2013, Narendra Modi, then the Chief Minister of Gujarat, began his campaign to be elected as the BGP candidate for the Prime Minister with a speech at the, our very own Sri Raj College of Commerce. Taking a, or, well, you know it as SRCC, right? Now, taking a brief break from the typical electoral rallies, this was somewhat welcomed by young people and the media as, as a new age politician. But what really stood out to me was what Modi said. And I quote, The ambassador of a nation asked me what major challenges India faces. And I said, the biggest one is that how we use opportunity. When asked what the opportunity was, I said the youth. Europe buddha ho chuka hai. China buddha ho chuka hai. Our country is not poor. We have vast resources. See, India is full of them. But we are unable to use that. We are unable to utilize the opportunity. End quote. Modi, <laughs> to me, then dropped what seemed to be the most profound statement coming from an Indian politician. And I quote, Young people have to partake in the process of development India. India's youth are the new age power, not just the new age voter. End quote. Six years have passed since Modi's speech at SRCC, and today no legislative action or policy has been crafted for young people. It is evident now that even Modi's historic speech in an election that won him a majority and then also another majority, was, as leaders before him have employed, superficial electoral rhetoric aimed to please young people for their votes. You know, I wish it just stopped there. That it was just rhetoric, and it was just a simple case of politicians misusing the youth vote. Instead, the Prime Minister uses the majority to, that he won on the basis of young people, to suppress the opportunity, the young people he once bragged about. Was the potential, Mr. Prime Minister, of young people valid only when they were politically convenient? So while I do not dare suggest that those out in the streets protesting and being harmed constitute the majority of young people, I do know that the majority of young people are listening and watching the suppression take place. While the victims might be few in number, there are many that feel the abuse of power and understand the intention of those in power today. And while the many will not directly feel the consequences of the actions taking place in the past few days, those actions are testimony to ones watching of how far those in power are willing to go. So soon we'll have another National Youth Day will pass where you'll see different ministers, politicians, party functionaries wishing each other and giving speeches about how the young should embody Swami Vivekananda as they continue to suppress discontent of India's youth out in the streets. For them, I leave them with the words of cultural anthropologist Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed young citizens can change the world. In fact, it is the only thing that ever has.
Thanks for listening in to this episode of Sodeshi Videshi. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, concerns, or just want to send some love, you can reach out to me at, on Instagram at Sudanshu Kaushik or Twitter at Sudhi Kaushik. We'll be back soon with another episode where we try to find out more about India and Indians through an insider and outsider's perspective. <laughs>